Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. The glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace. They may be cleansed from all of their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 138 and 146. Psalm 138. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name because of thy loving kindness and truth. For thou hast magnified thy name and thy word above all things. When I called upon thee, thou heardest me and endurest my soul with much strength. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, for they have heard the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord be high, yet he hath, hath he respect unto the lowly. As for the proud, he beholdeth them afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, yet thou shalt thou refresh me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand upon the furiousness of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord shall make good his loving kindness toward me. Yea, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Despise not then the works of thine own hands. 146. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. Yea, as long as I have any being, I will sing praises unto my God. O put not your trust in princes, nor in any child of man. For there is no help in them. For when the breath of man goeth forth, he shall turn again to his earth. 
and then all his thoughts perish. Blessed is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, and whose hope is in the Lord his God. Who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that therein is, who keepeth his promise forever. Who helpeth them to right that suffer wrong, and who feedeth the hungry. The Lord looseth men out of prison. The Lord giveth sight to the blind. The Lord helpeth them that are fallen. The Lord careth for the righteous. The Lord careth for the strangers. He defendeth the fatherless and widow. As for the way of the ungodly, he turneth it upside down. The Lord thy God, O Sion, shall be king forevermore and throughout all generations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third chapter of the book of Esther. After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, and advanced him, and set, him, set his seat above all the princes who were with him. And all the king's servants who were within the king's gate bowed and paid homage to Haman, for so the king had commanded concerning him. But Mordecai would not bow or pay homage. Then the king's servants who were within the king's gate said to Mordecai, Why do you transgress the king's command? Now it happened, when they spoke to him daily and he would not listen to them, that they told it to Haman, to see whether Mordecai's words would stand, for Mordecai had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. Instead, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who are throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. In the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, they cast Pur, that is, the lot, before Haman, to determine the day and the month, until it fell on the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from all other people's, and they do not keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is not fitting for the king to let them remain. If it pleases the king, let a decree be written that they be destroyed, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver into the hands of those who do the work to bring it into the king's treasuries. So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. And the king said to Haman, The money and the people are given to you to do with them as seems good to you. Then the king's scribes were called on the thirteenth day of the first month, and a decree was written to all that Haman commanded, to the king's satraps, to the governors who were over each province, to the officials of all people, to every province according to its script, and to every people in their language. In the name of King Ahasuerus it was written and sealed with the king's signet ring. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. 
He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed for ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 28th chapter of the book of Acts. Now when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was called Malta, and the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In that, reason, there was an estate, in that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. After three months, we sailed in an Alexandrian ship whose figurehead was the twin brothers, which had wintered at the island, and landing at Syracuse, we stayed three days. From there, we circled round and reached Regium, and after one day, the south wind blew, and the next day we came to Puteoli, where we found brethren and were invited to stay with them seven days. And so we went toward Rome, and from there, when the brethren heard about us, they came to meet us as far as Appi Forum and three inns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. Here ends the second lesson. Now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. 
Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things, and to give us those things which are profitable for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we being defended from the fear of our enemies may pass our time and rest in quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, welcome. Uh, just a couple of thoughts on tonight's lessons. Our, our Old Testament lesson comes from the book of Esther, and we just started on the book of Esther a few days ago. Um, this is a, a, a history, of, or it goes into the uh, genre of the history book, so it's it's uh, in the same category as uh, Samuel, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, and Chronicles. Um, and it takes place uh, kind of toward the end of the the captivity of Israel. Uh, there are two waves of the remnant returning to Israel. The first one comes with Zerubbabel, um, and then uh, a few decades later, a second one comes with Ezra, and this is in between those two. And so there are still Jews living um, in in Babylon. In this case, the Babylonians were conquered by the Persians, so as now they're in the Persian, uh, in, in the custody of the Persians. And uh, we get here that um, there's this, uh, this Jewish man named Mordecai, and uh, he, he decides that he does not want to uh, bow before or pay homage to uh, what appears to be a nobleman named Haman. And uh, Haman is very upset with this and uh, decides that uh, he's he's not just mad at Mordecai, but he's he's going to enact a plot of genocide to destroy um, all of the Jews. And you know his his this is definitely an overreaction. And what it is is, is this is a man who um, really hasn't gotten like his own his own pride under control. He still very much thinks that he, like, it's him first, and he's the one uh, that deserves to be served by um, the, the poor and the lowly uh, instead of the other way around. And uh, so he brings his, you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't tell the king about, you know, this particular incident, um, but instead he, he tells the king that uh, the Jewish people have laws that are different than your laws, and um, he he kind of plays on uh, the king's sense of of self and the king's sense of pride. Where if these people are not obeying uh, you, and it's and it's you know selfish centric, if because they're not obeying you, uh, they must be bad and destroyed. Um, we have no um, reason to believe that the Jewish people, although they do have a separate set of laws. Um, they're not, you know, destroying society and causing um, disruptions to the peace. 
Uh, so, so all these arguments, they, they all come from a sense of pride. Um, and that pride uh, is manifest in that the, the people on the bottom should serve the people on top, uh, that, that um, life exists uh, for the peasants to serve um, the royalty and the nobility. And this was one of the, the characteristics um, that is present in all of the other nations around Israel. And this is what was supposed to make Israel uh, different than the other nations, is that it kind of took this on its head, is that the king was supposed to serve the people, look after the poor, um, and, and that, that the nobility was there to serve um, the lower estate. And, and God had always, you know, had his law focused on um, being outward seeking, not selfish. Um, we, we seek to love our neighbor um, and not seek to um, gain things from them, and certainly not to be offended to the point where you want to, to kill your neighbor because they didn't bow to you, let alone uh, start a genocide. And so, anyway, these are these are uh, kind of the things present in this country, um, and uh, this is kind of the backstory for where Esther, who happens to be in a position of power, uh, uses her position to, to save the people, which we'll read about in the coming days. Turning our attention to the book of Acts, Paul and um, Luke are on their uh, their journey to Rome. They uh, are taking a pretty lengthy boat trip. They've already been um, stranded on an island through a boat wreck. And Paul was given a vision from an angel saying that you will uh, make it to Rome safely you will petition before Caesar, uh, is what the angel said uh, in the previous chapter. And so now, you know, it seems like the boat's working again. We can sail to Malta um, and we're going to spend, um, you know, winter and Christmas in Malta. And, uh, and while we're there, you know, Paul gets um, bit by a viper and everyone around them assumes, oh man, he must be a murderer, and fate has finally caught up to him. Um, and and when Paul survives this, they assume, oh, now he must be a god. And and this is uh, Paul survives this viper um, by precisely because the angel said, "You're going to make it to Rome. Nothing is going to impede his path, including deadly snakes." Um, and so, you know, this is a, a sign of Paul's authority that um, he, he is being protected by God, and Paul's given the opportunity to, to heal a bunch of people in Malta, starting with uh, the, the, one of the top citizens there. And so, uh, although, you know, Paul and Luke and, and their company don't necessarily want to be taken, you know, to Rome, and it's not necessarily the most fun, uh, you know, cruise itinerary, um, including shipwrecks and storms and things like that, God is still using them for the good of other people. And, you know, whether or not um, these people were Christian before, this, this certainly helps the spread of the gospel, where God, uh, where Paul as a prisoner um, is, you know, doing good and healing people instead of becoming bitter and inward focused. He's outward focused and he's, um, and he's, you know, looking out 
for the good of other people, uh, regardless of, you know, circumstances, just because they're fellow human beings. So let's say a couple of thoughts on tonight's lessons. Uh, we'll continue uh, evening prayer with the intercession found on page 590. Uh, before we begin the intercession, uh, we'll pause for a few moments to recall the names of those who we are uh, praying for in our own personal prayers. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully, bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands. They may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Leah, for reading and responding. Thank you all very much for being here this evening. I hope that you have a wonderful start to your weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Friday, everybody.